Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. This is Josiah Gray, and this is Half Street High Heat. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you for joining us as always. I'm Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. I'm joined by my illustrious co-hosts, Ryan and Nick. You can follow Nick at the Coach Moose. You can follow Ryan at We Are All Shack. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. How are y'all doing? That was well I done. the big words. Yeah. I know. Well, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know I was doing the intro, so... I didn't I didn't have a good one prepared. Yeah. See, for those that don't host podcast, the intro is harder than it looks sometimes. <laughs> um, so sometimes hosts who normally do the intro can't do it because it's difficult. Sometimes it's just not your day. Sometimes it's just not your night. And, no. you know, and that can apply to things other than just no. podcasts. Co- Co- Coach pulled me in the third inning. Not my night. Next time through the rotation, <laughs> I'll, I'll bounce back. Yep. You always do. um enjoying the world baseball classic that's for sure uh stressing a little bit because i picked dr to win and we're recording this in the bottom of the seventh as they're currently losing by three to puerto rico uh so stressing a little bit but you know Mm -hmm. tomorrow when it comes out that the dr is officially eliminated i'll pretend that i've rooted for the usa the whole time all right, looking forward well, to that. Who, well, who also might be eliminated. Yeah, I was going to say, and if it turns out <laughs> right. they, they get eliminated tonight too, then I guess our team Japan. <laughs> yeah, runners, I'm, so I'm definitely jumping to Japan if that happens. I would have gone to the DR because they have been super fun to watch. I'm pretty shocked that they're on the verge of elimination here. Not to disrespect Puerto Rico, it's been excellent, but I really thought Dominican Republic was going to go a lot further in this tournament. Honestly? Maybe no rally. Might be time to hop on the uh, Venezuela. I was going to say, <laughs> Venezuela sweeping the pool. I didn't, I, no one what had was that. that. You said, Ryan, I think, did you say you love Joey Manessis? Is that what I heard? That's Mexico. That's Mexico. I know. That's what I was saying. Is that, I he know. Said, he said Venezuela. I said he both. said Venezuela or Mexico. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Randy Rosarina fan. I have no idea who, who that other person you speak of is. <laughs> You're such you're a we- hater. You weirdo. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun to see a Nat doing well. I mean, probably, you know, we're not going to see this in the regular season when he's, you know, going against actual major league pitching, but it's still fun to watch. He's arguably seen better pitching right now than yeah. he's you know, training. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But anyway, I'm enjoying it. Go, Joey. 
it's and also I'm saying that halfway because I mean it and halfway to to antagonize Nick and Ryan. It's like for those who are also wondering or just don't know, because some people still don't know after how many years has Shaq been a thing like nine now that yeah. Shaq is, right. is like a walking bit. It, he is so committed to the bit that anytime, anytime we publish a Joey Manessas article or highlight and we send it in the group chat to be retweeted, doesn't retweet it. Doesn't like I it. always notice that. <laughs> he, he I admire a, that he kind does of a great job <laughs> of promoting and anyone else's work, but Joey Manessas in that title and he is blind eye yeah. ghosting it. He's committed. I'm glad you guys know this. Oh, 100%. I didn't know if y'all did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I admire your commitment to the bit. There are sometimes bits that are so good that you can just only um, only appreciate them. I remember when um, I listened to, you know, 106.7 a lot because I'm in the car all the time. And uh, when I listened to Grit and Danny, when they used to do Middays and Chad Dukes was still on, they used to, Danny used to always do this bit right at the end, not always, but often where he'd be like, and up next is Baseball Dukes, where he's going to, you know, discuss the changes in, you know, whatever stat between, so like, you know, because Chad Dukes would never, ever talk about baseball and he was so committed to it. And I don't think anybody ever noticed and they never said anything about it. It was like one of my all time favorite bits that he would do. I really like the subtle ones. And that one, Ryan was a super subtle one. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. You can't, you can't see me, but I'm taking the bow right now. <laughs> We need to have a draft of like top five Shaq bits of all time. You've got to have oh, had have had like fifteen at least in your career. Oh, I've had I've had more than that. I know we'd have to get like a list to work from because I don't even know if I could I'm I could to... like do a draft. I well I the tournament the, the tournament starts so it's gonna be a Shaq bit tournament. Yeah, do you have sixty four? You got sixty four bits to pull from. <laughs> Maybe at least thirty two. I might. <laughs> Oh my god, I would so be into that. That would be the most popular thing we ever did on Twitter. God. I don't just think of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the, the great ones over the years. Because like some aren't really bits. Like the most hated player thing, that's not a bit. That's real. <laughs> um, I was going to say, that's my favorite one. <laughs> that's real life. Um, that has, like No, that one's the best because it gets like a whole following. People are waiting for it. It has like anticipation about it. And that's it's think- all... It's also not I think to the like Chili's thing was the best. Uh, well, yeah, the the Chili's thing was the best be, just because of what it led to. I mean, <laughs> and like the, how how many people would tweet me when they were in Chili's? Yeah, no, uh, that, that's and probably. I still got the some of our Chili swag. I use my Chili's <laughs> coffee mug all the time. Yeah, I've, I've still got Chili's swag from that from that bit. It's just like a fake it till you make it type thing, and it worked. It worked. Oh man. I miss Chili's. I haven't been to a Chili's in a long time. No, neither have I. I'm trying to think That's of the last true. time. Maybe we should all go. Maybe we need to go to Chili. Maybe we do. Maybe we do. Maybe they should sponsor us again. Um, <laughs> but there are so I know I'm not technically hosting tonight, but I did want to like bring a quick pitch to the table. Uh, K Bear Ruiz extended the hell is going on love it so much i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it. i really thought it was like somebody was trolling for a quick minute when i first mm. saw the news break because this is just not a thing that the nets do but right. man when you look at the the cost by year breakdown it's it, highway robbery 
I, I cannot believe we've got him locked up for this long. Now, I mean, if he, if he turns out not to be, you know, quite as good as everyone's hoping, that's still fine. Those numbers are such mm-hmm. that, like, absolutely having a consistent, long-term, young catcher who's decent, like, even if he never gets beyond decent, I'm fine with this signing. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah Mike. Go ahead, Ryan. It's it's hard not to like it. Like, I was kind of shocked. I didn't believe that first just because this team doesn't really extend people. And I was like, holy crap, they actually did it. And I immediately got sad because all the times, you know, they didn't, they, they didn't extend people. <laughs> but like now I actually have a jersey that's safe to wear. So that's pretty cool. But yeah. if he doesn't pan out, it's fine. It's what, $9 million a year? Who cares? That's nothing. That's backup catcher money. Only the elite catchers truly get paid at this position. You're looking at maybe two or three people that actually get paid. Catcher money isn't really a big thing. So I'm happy they got this done. I'm happy they got locked up. And also makes me feel so much better because I was so scared they're going to make Riley Adams a thing when Riley Adams is just atrocious at baseball. So this makes me feel a lot better about that. Yeah, um, I wrote an article for District on Deck, so I'll divert everyone to the site and just keep my thoughts short here. But uh, to both your point about like the average annual value, like catchers don't get paid a ton to begin with just because they don't always age well. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, But his contract is a $6 million AAV, which is backup platoon catcher money. So even if he doesn't progress at all, his defense still warrants a platoon mm-hmm. catcher role on any team. So you're paying him for his floor, basically. Yeah. And you still have mm-hmm. all the the ceiling to work with, with upside and he's going to get better. Like, uh, pr- like barring some unfortunate, unforeseen catastrophe, like he's going to get better. So in theory, he's going to outperform that contract. And even the club options at the very end, um, I don't know what years they are, like 2023 or 2024 or whatever, or 34 33, 34. Those are fake years. Anyways, um, like the club option is for 12 million and 14 million, which right now, obviously prices for catchers will increase when guys like Will Smith and Adley and all those guys sign new extensions. Um, 12 million or 14 million is only like sixth or seventh right now. And again, you're, you're still having all that upside to, to work with. So it's just a phenomenal deal. And, you know, for K bear, if you're really pro player, which I support, you're like, why would you sign it now? Well, you know, that's security. Like baseball contracts are guaranteed and you don't have to go through the yearly hassle with arbitration. Um, you know, the the one counterpoint is like, oh, well, Victor Robles deserved a extension after 2019. Well, Victor Robles is kind of a enigma in a lot of yeah, but And aren't you glad we didn't extend right. him? After well, yeah, that's kind of the point. It's like, well, what if Ruiz turns into another Victor Robles? But again, like if Victor Robles was making $6 million a year with that defense, like it's fine. Right. And, and that's coming from me, like the biggest Victor Robles hater on planet earth. So like, it, it's just a smart deal for both sides. Like the player gets what he wants. He gets long-term security and the, the Nats have officially a building block. Like, it's nice to see the Nats actually put their money where their mouth is and believe in somebody and officially make them a building block. And as Ryan said, you have a safe Jersey to buy, which like wasn't the case. Like you <laughs> Those truly, are sitting on the ground around here. <laughs> you truly did not have a single safe Jersey. Like I love Josiah Gray to death. I bought a Josiah Gray city connect Jersey last year. And I'm like petrified that it's going to be out of commission in like a year or two. 
just the way <laughs> things are going with the Nats. It has nothing to do with Josiah Gray. So like it, it's nice to know, hey, I can buy a jersey and actually use it for a while. Well, one more thing to point out for this too that I love is that, you know, let's say that things go great and he's just okay and we find a better catcher or even a better catcher and backup catcher and we don't feel like we need him. That's an ultra tradable contract. Yeah. You know, it's it's one that is it's great if he's here, it's great if we decide to trade him. Like to me, there's no downsides to this. Because as you said, even if he doesn't really pan out and live up to the hype, then you know, it's still at that money, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a bad deal even that way. So no. Super excited. I don't think they're done yet because typically you don't make one of those deals. You probably make two or three. Like look at what the Braves did. They obviously started and continued on over the course of several years, but they signed Acuna and Albies basically at the same time. And then, you know, obviously continue to yeah. add on. I'm not trying to say that the Nats will pull full Braves and sign like seven guys to eight year long contracts. But if that's the direction they're going, it seems like they are going to try to lock guys up sooner rather than later and Boy, seemingly yeah. learn from their mistakes. Oh, that would be a nice change. Yeah, for sure. So uh, early prediction, I think Luis Garcia is the one to watch. Uh, same representation. Mm-hmm. They both left Boris. Both yeah, that was an interesting place. thing, huh? Yeah. I'm not sure what to take away from that. I, I saw that they that they had both left Boris, and then, of course, we got the Ruiz signing. But I'm just not I'm just not sure kind of what that means. Obviously, Boris is one who doesn't like to take, you know, to have people sign extensions. He likes to take his players to free agency. But I feel like any player could do like Strasburg did and just say, get a deal done. You know, to to be honest, and I'm pro Scott Boris. I think he's great for baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, I don't I'm not going to say anything bad about him. But at the same time, I think he didn't he wanted no part of that extension. And whether it be like hurt his numbers or whatever to say, you know, a six million dollar AAV like doesn't do anything for him. Oh, you think he fired himself? Yeah, (laughs) it was probably just more of a mutual thing where it's like they wanted extensions and he knew the best route was for them to at least have like an all star season. Right. Like they haven't even had that. And I'm lumping Luis Garcia in here because I, I do think obviously teammates, same representation. And Garcia had been with Boris longer than um, than Ruiz had. So I, I do think he wants one, too. And I think the Nationals are smart to just wait. Uh, wait a minute, because I, I, I have high hopes for Garcia, but it, it doesn't hurt to get a little bit more of a sample size before you commit eight years to a guy. Um, but I, I do think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Agreed. Yep. I'd like to see it. I would like to see it as well. Um, all right. Do you want me to just handle the? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I let Amanda do the intro. Now I'm I'm in my long relief role. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't <laughs> uh, planning on it tonight, so I don't have anything prepared. <laughs> All right, so we are continuing with our division preview tonight. Uh, we are finishing at the American League and talking AL West tonight. So Astros, Angels, Athletics, Rangers, and Mariners. Um, not in that order, but those are just the teams, just a refresher. And let's start at the top with, obviously, the defending World Series champions, the Houston Astros, which seems so crazy to think about 
you know, with all they've lost and <laughs> how much they've been able to sustain production wise with homegrown talent, it's almost like drafting and developing well is important to sustaining success. And you can't just solely do it through free agency. They did do it through trade. Like obviously they traded for Cole and Verlander and, um, and some other guys, but I, I think that technically they even traded for Jordan Alvarez, but point being you still have to develop well and Astros have done that last year like I mentioned World Series champions with you know all the the losses they've had team MVP uh Jordan Alvarez who's I like Shohei gets all the hype and rightfully so but Jordan Alvarez is almost like must watch TV too with the things he can do with the bat Mm -hmm. unreal um team Cy Young couple different options and I'll, I'll get to this point when we get into our like larger breakdown for Amber Valdez had a great year, but you know, there's a couple other guys that are under the radar that could really step up this year. Um, what are your guys thoughts on the Astros? And do you think this is a year after losing Verlander? Like, are they bound to repeat their success? Maybe not world series, but do you think they'll have a, a playoff push this year? Oh yeah. I mean, playoffs, obviously, to me, I, I think they I think they win the AL West again. I don't know about the World Series, although they're certainly, at, you know, near the top of the list. But, um, you know, they lost Verlander, which is a massive loss. But, um, you know, they got Jose Abreu. They, they re-signed Michael Brantley. I mean, there's they, they, they did a lot to, you know, strengthen the team. And I don't know that you can replace a guy like Verlander, but they've got a lot of talent on that team and um hunter brown is actually one of the guys that i think is super interesting um he's actually looks like he's going to start for them in the rotation because of mccullers being injured although i did read just yesterday or today that mccullers may be coming back sooner than they thought he's already throwing so i don't know how long it will be before that you know hunter brown is actually in the starting rotation but they've got a lot of great starting pitchers but there's always injuries to starting pitchers so he's going to get a lot of time, I think, in the rotation this year, whether it's, you know, right now from a colors, but he, he'll be in in and out later as he, you know, matures and gets more major league experience. But he's he's my dark horse candidate. Um, I think he, if he can have a fantastic year for them, even though he's not one of their like, you know, supposed to be in the top in the, in the rotation. Yeah, no. But I think if he has a great year for them, they they're you know, you always can count on the fact that you're going to need starting pitching depth. And if he can be as good as I think he can be, he's their, I believe he's their top prospect. Um, if he can be as good as it looks like he can be, um, he's had a couple of bad outings this spring, but this, the most recent one wasn't bad. And I don't know, spring training, you know, guys are working on stuff. Like I don't put too much stock in what pitchers do in spring training, but um, yeah, I think he's going to be really excellent. And I think that, I think the Astros are kind of the obvious choice to win the division. The Mariners are the only ones who would challenge. And I don't think they they'll be good enough to unseat the Astros as the AL West champs. I like it. I like it. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah. The Astros, my pick to win the AL West. I actually think they go back to back this year. Um, I think they're the first team since what was it? 99, 2000 Yankees. I think they go back to back. Their lineup is absolutely disgusting. Once again, the Astros are loaded. I don't think they win 100 games. The more I think about it, I don't think anyone in baseball wins 100 games this year, but they're going to be at that oh, 98. that's a hot take, range. Ryan. Everyone plays everyone. Everyone does play the bad teams, but everyone also has to play all the elite teams as well. 
So that's kind of even now. I love so it. I, I, I just, I don't think any team wins 100. That is a hot take. I'm full of them. <laughs> Every single year, this lineup is just absolutely absurd. It doesn't matter who they lose. They just pop someone in. It's and so they just, annoying. They're just an absolute machine. And they also have probably the best GM hire in a long time. They took the man who was cooking everything for the Braves. So now the Astros are going to have a bunch of team-friendly deals with this absolutely insane team, which is annoying. But Altuve, Tucker, Bregman, Alvarez, Abreu, Kenya. <laughs> That's so crazy. Go That one to six goes head-to-head with every single one to six in baseball. Like, put a head-to-head. They can compete with everyone. The only question they do have is, can any of these young starters step up and be that ace? They've never had to because Verlander is there. That's a good question. But when you look at the rotation, Valdez, Javier, Garcia, Lance, Jose, that's stupid. Whenever Lance is back, that is a stupid, stupid rotation. They have pretty good depth. They're going to be in the market for the top starting pitcher, whoever comes up there about the deadline. They're going to reload like they always do with the deadline. This team is just good. And it's kind of funny because we're just seeing what we saw a couple years ago when the A's were good. Now it's the Mariners. It doesn't really matter what everyone else does in that division. It's the Astros world. We're just living in it. Yep, yeah, they are. Argue with that. Yeah, they are <laughs> quite good. Um, Ryan, did you have a like uh, dark horse? Uh just if any of their young guys. Just any of the. Okay, gotcha. Um, I I feel like I always start off with like one that's not really a dark horse, but screw it, I'm gonna <laughs> keep with the theme. Like Jeremy Pena, great year last year. Obviously, you know. T- top five in rookie of the year voting. I believe he won the world gold glove and everyone knows the postseason performance he had. And I'm not trying to say he had like this crazy outlier year. Like he had a solid year as a rookie, 22 home runs, 63 RBIs. Is that sustainable? Is like that who he's going to be? Or are we just scratching the surface? Is he going to be the next great shortstop for the Astros? Because, you know, history of players tells you like, you're going to improve your first year in the league is not your best year. So if this is just him scratching the surface, he's already part of the best, one of the best top six uh, in the lineup or toxic top six lineups in baseball. uh, Like Ryan said, but if he elevates his game to a 30 home run, you know, 90 RBI, what was his OPS last year? Like, Oh yeah. His OPS was only seven fifteen. If he's, all of a sudden now a mid 800s OPS, like that lineup, there, there's no getting around it. And it, it's crazy to think after, like I mentioned, all they've lost that they can continue to do this. Um, you guys are both probably right. The X factor probably uh, lies in, in the bullpen or sorry, the uh, rotation, but I'm just cur- very curious to see if Jeremy Pena is for real, or if it was just kind of like, you know, a super hot stretch for, for a young guy. So that's my dark horse for the Astros, but the Nats will have a 2019 world series rematch with the Astros, uh, June 13th through 15th in Houston. Um, don't think it's going to go the same. I was going to say, naturally, they don't have a <laughs> single player in their lineup outside of Victor Robles that, uh, <laughs> will have played in that world series, but, um, <laughs> who knows God, that's Cra- depressing. crazier things have <laughs> happened crazier things have happened all right moving on to the seattle mariners um 
kind of a feel good story last year, ending a like 20 plus year playoff drought. Um, I believe they were the five seed in the AL 90 wins, super fun team, uh, made some acquisitions this year that should kind of um, deepen their lineup a little bit. Teoscar Hernandez, Colton Wong. Um, they made the big splash for Luis Castillo at the deadline last year. So they pair him with Robbie Ray and Gilbert and Kirby having one of the, you know, low key deep uh, rotations in baseball. It's just, they happen to be in the Astros division. So, um, you know, sucks to suck, sucks yeah. to be you. Yeah. But I do think they will be entertaining. And I didn't even mention their team MVP, Julio Rodriguez, who made a very, <laughs> very unfortunate error tonight. Um, oh my gosh, that was so ugly. Classic. So that, that kind of stinks, but uh, he had a phenomenal year last year. He's Ryan's guy. Ryan was all over it before the year started <clears throat> and proved Ryan right. Um, as far as Team Cy Young, I mean, that could be any of the four guys I mentioned. Castillo is probably the the favorite right now, but uh, all four of those guys are really, really, really solid and should contribute to what uh, should be one of the better rotations in baseball. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the Mariners? And do you think Julio is an MVP candidate this year? Yeah, Julio is very, very shortly will be talked about as one of the top 10, 15 best players in the league. Absolutely love Julio. He's going to keep building on what he did last year. He's a stud. Mm -hmm. I was so back and forth on this team. A lot of the rejections do not like them this year. They have them regressing kind of hard. Um, Pakoda has them winning 82 games. Um, I think Zips has them winning 85 games. I just I go back and forth on them. The lineup does lack a little bit of pop in the middle. Their outfield, it's pretty interesting. Um, they have Jared, I don't even, his name, last name Kalenic. doesn't deserve to be said. Yeah, Kalenic, doesn't deserve yeah. to be said right. He's not good. Do you like Teoscar Hernandez? Hey, that's my dark horse candidate you're talking about. No slander. <laughs> that is a, that's actually a beautiful dark horse candidate to pick because he's not very good. So I'm not allowed to pick Julio Rodriguez as my dark horse. <laughs> no. He's a pretty, I don't, I don't know how dark of a horse you would consider him. <laughs> like, this, I don't know, this, this team just, the rotation's good. The lineup, I just don't really get right now. But it kind of reminds me a lot of, like, some Cardinals teams we've seen in the past. They're that old Camry that you see on the road. It's beat up. It's ugly. But that thing has 200,000 miles on it, and it works beautifully. That's this team. They're going to find a way to win not 85 to 90 games, even though I just on paper you don't really think they will. They're going to be right there. I still think they're going to come in second place. They're just built like so many of those Cardinals teams. That's just... a great comp. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. They're really hard to kind of nail down. Some teams you're like, this team's going to kick ass. Other teams you're like, this team's trash. It's really hard with them because I feel like it's been that way for a couple of years now. Um, they, they kind of surprise you. And now that they've like broken through and they've made the playoffs – um, after so many years, was it 20 years, 21, 22 years, something like that without yeah, 21, you know, I think. I think now the expectations on them are going to be a little bit higher. Now people want them to win in the playoffs, not just to get there. Um, yeah, I mean, Holy Rodriguez is ridiculous. Um, when I was looking at, um, when I was thinking about who I wanted to be my dark horse for the Mariners, I found a, a thing that said that I say he was ranked 
that Jared Kalenic, who of course has been a, a vast disappointment, um, was ranked only one spot behind Julio Rodriguez on their um, prospect list for a while, which is kind of crazy to think about. It reminds me of the uh, Victor Robles Juan Soto situation that we had here, where they had, everybody had such high hopes for Robles, and it, you know, until Soto came up, nobody really thought too much about Soto, and then all of a sudden he was the best player in baseball, and Robles is, well, he's Robles. But anyway, um, Kalenic. So the hype around him was so crazy. And it was probably a lot of times when you have a lot of hype around a prospect, it's maybe too much pressure for them. But um, he was, I mean, so disappointing. It, it was so bad. He was, I want to say he hit, let me look it up, 141 last year. Now, granted, it was 163 at bats. And, you know, he's young and I'm sure he'll get better. He's got nowhere to go but up. But he's having a really insanely hot spring and uh, if there's any if Michael A. Taylor taught me anything it's not to believe batting stats in spring training but he is hitting right was this I think this article was from a day or two ago but he was hitting at that time 448 484 1000 in 11 games which included 13 hits two doubles a triple four homers eight runs scored nine RBIs three stolen bases two walks and six strikeouts I mean, that's crazy. And I don't think he'll be that in the regular season, but if he can improve from where he was last year and be anything, I mean, even two thirds or half of what he's showing in spring, it would be a vast improvement over last year. And I think they need him. Rodriguez is amazing, but you've got to get something out of Kalenic in order for that team to really be successful and really make a run into the playoffs. They might limp into the playoffs if he's bad again, but, I uh, I think if they want to go far, he's going to have to he's going to have to be the dark horse. Yep, uh, I think you are correct in that regard. But uh, I want to talk about Cal Raleigh, the big dumper. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty seven home runs last year at, from a catcher is phenomenal production, regardless what the other stats look like. You get twenty seven home runs from your catcher, you're usually pretty happy. And he's he's no slouch defensively either. But if you look from 2021 to 2022, 2021, he wasn't a full-time starter. He only played in 47 games, Um, but his offensive stats were just flat out not good. And I don't think anyone saw his 2022 performance coming. He raised his OPS by like 240 points, his on-base percentage by like 50 points, his batting average by like 30 points. I don't know how much more room there is for improvement, you know, in those kind of advanced stats or other stats outside of you know just the power numbers but if he can that is like a huge help to this lineup because it is a little suspect it's better than it was last year at least at the start of the year um but it, it certainly needs help and if you're getting you know close to an 800 ops out of the catcher position that yeah. does a lot to help lengthen your lineup um, and something that the Mariners are going to need to compete over 162 against, you know, some of the best teams um, in the league that happen, or I guess the best team in the league that happens to be in their division as well. Um, so I think the Mariners, rather than trying to bet on a guy like Kalenic, who they're hoping and hoping and hoping, um, not that he's not a dark horse, not that he can't turn around. Like I think they're going to need the guys who have shown the possibility for improvement to kind of take their game up a notch yet again for them to have sustained success this year. And I think not buying that spring training 
stat line there, huh? No, you brought up Michael A. Taylor, and I was immediately out. Yeah, that's what I said. Mike. If he has taught me anything, <laughs> it's that. Yeah. Those spring training numbers don't matter. Yeah, I was immediately out. You, you want to, like, <laughs> make your argument, bring up Michael A. Taylor, and I, I'll have a firm opinion one way or another. That is yeah. for sure. But the Nationals head over to Seattle, other part of the country, in June 26th to the 28th. It'll be a fun late-night Nets um, series. I, I assume it will be over there. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the Los Angeles Angeles, Los Angeles Angels, um, and all the stars they have over there. <laughs> Always so funny talking about the Angels and what they have, but have never really been able to do. We know Shohei Otani. We know Mike Trout. Um, our good friend Anthony Rendon still over there. They mm-hmm. made he still exists some additions to their the the thing with the Angels is it's always been their rotation. It's always been the rotation. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they don't address it. (laughs) Like, yeah, they signed Tyler Anderson and Patrick. They have Patrick Sandoval as well, like behind uh, Otani. But is is that really doing anything? I wonder if the immense contracts they gave to trout and to rendon is making them not want to spend more money no because look at the padres i mean yeah. oh i'm not saying it can't be done i'm just saying maybe they're not willing to do it well that's like the, the dumbest thing i've ever heard <laughs> like that's just i'm not know. arguing with you anyways uh yeah mike trout choyotani like if you want to put them one and two best players of baseball i don't think anyone's really going to argue with you um but after that that's it and written down could be great, but he's never healthy anymore. And after that, what, like, what is there to say about <laughs> the angels? Really? Hunter Renfro, Brandon Drury. Those were the off-season okay. signings, right? I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But are we really thinking this is going to do anything to their, to their team? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it just seems like they're watching them waste Mike Trout's career is infuriating to me, truly. Like the fact that they're not willing to ever just go all in and say, screw it, like mortgage the farm, do whatever you can, spend all the money, just let's go win a World Series with Mike Trout so that the rest of us baseball fandom could enjoy that is really irritating. But, you know, Rendon has been a dreadful signing for them. I mean, he's, um, I saw something that I loved about Rendon, which, you, you know, he hasn't played much because he's been hurt, but including this, the shortened season in 2020, which was only 60 games, he has played less than a full season of baseball in the four seasons. Yep. He has been in an Angels uniform, 157 games played since he signed with them. That is horrid. And he hasn't been that good when he has played. And, uh, uh, he hit a home run left-handed. So watch yourself. Well, <laughs> that's hard. That's, you make a good point, but you know, it's funny, as funny as it sounds, I chose Rendon as my dark horse because he is the one I was thinking to myself, who needs to be good for the angels to, to make a run this year. And it's Rendon. Like they've got to get, as you said, there's not much else going on in that lineup. And if he is another injury riddled season, if he's not good, this team's not going anywhere. And I actually think that Otani is going to get traded mid season. I think it would be smart of them to do so. Right. It's 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 the thing that's going to finally get them out of this 
this funk they've been in for so many years, like you can get such a haul for Otani. It would be malpractice not to. Yeah. I mean, they're going to need it. They're going to need a haul. Like I hate yeah. to use like the NASA as an example, but, but like the we Bryce would Harper not... level malpractice. <laughs> yeah. But like, we would not be anywhere near where we are right now, even if we didn't trade away those guys. Like if we had just lost Scherzer and then Turner for nothing, Right. Like it, we, we, I guess obviously the majority of it came from Juan Soto, but, um, you know, if but, yeah. we, we let those guys go for nothing, like we, we, we would be screwed. We <laughs> so. would. And again, the Harper's the comp for me. Like you, you let Harper, you know, you had a trade in place with the Astros for Harper and you chose not to do it in hopes that you could resign him. And that wasn't the move. Like you should have, if you didn't have him already resigned or already, you know, at least, verbally sort of agreed to to resign here you should have traded him you could have gotten a huge haul for harper in 2018 and they got nothing and that's that that would be i i would be shocked if the angels don't trade him i just don't know how you can pass up an opportunity to restock like you could if, if especially if they're already out of contention which i expect they probably will be yeah they'll win their 76 games and whatever that's worth <laughs> ryan what's your uh what are your thoughts on uh the angels i'm glad you guys made the points you did about the angels because it's actually a very common misnomer the angels problem isn't pitching the problem is their lineup last year the angels had the most at bats from below replacement level players in the league more than the nationals more than the pirates more than the a's they led the league and it wasn't particularly close either their lineup fell apart. And, surprise to everyone, their starting pitching had the sixth best ERA in baseball. Their bullpen was exactly league average. The lineup fell apart. They went out. I thought they would have gone out and been a little bit more aggressive, make a big sign to Shohei Otani, like, hey, look, we want to win. But they didn't. That's okay. The best player, probably the most talented player who's ever played the game, is going to leave. And you know what? Shame on you. I don't get what the... Yeah, they, they're they're not very well ran. The roster construction is a little weird. They went out, they got Brandon Jury, uh, Carlos Estevez, Hunter Renfro, who, by the way, is the best six hitter in the league. 40 home runs in his last 162 games. If he's batting six for you, wow. you're, you're doing pretty well. Kind of underrated. Gio Urshela, don't really care about. Tyler Anderson, Jake <laughs> Lamb. He's not Garza. doing so great uh, in the WBC. No, he's not. Doesn't scream star power. But this is going to be the Angels team that just finds the way to make the playoffs. Watch it. They're going to get that really? last wild card spot. Just watch. If they if they stay healthy, that rotation is going to be good again. And if the lineup stays healthy and they get a full season or even close to a full season. And now, now this is getting bold because you know that, that lineup has not been able to stay healthy the last several years. I was going to say because Rendon and Trout staying healthy all season is quite a quite an if but if they can get the full healthy season from taylor ward mike trout Shohei otani anthony radone hunter renfro brandon jury that's a pretty solid lineup they're gonna score runs the question is just health mike trout's probably gonna play 100 games that's okay because he'll hit 40 home runs in those games if radone can stay healthy that's huge and radone is also my dark horse as well because if he's healthy he's still there he just hasn't Mm -hmm. been healthy Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For years. My, I echo all your guys' thoughts on the Angels, but so I'll just go to 
the, my dark horse players. Uh, it's basically the outfield outside of Mike Trout. Um, so I'm kind of just lumping them all together. So Taylor Ward, I, I think he's, I don't know where exactly he's going to play for them, uh, but he had a great year last year. So it's more about Mickey Moniak and Joe Adele, though they were both terrible last year. And I know Moniak came over midseason from the trade with the, the Phillies, but they're they're just simply going to need more like they're as they stand right now production wise they're not playable and they're both young guys that the angels need to uh have developed for them to really have any sustained success like i I think ryan you made a a lot of great points but i i just i don't personally think hunter renfro brandon drury is enough to lengthen the lineup enough to like really give you quality options outside of trout and otani obviously over the course of 162 yes they're gonna probably gonna have good stretches and you know maybe they will be in it come september but i i just don't on paper i don't think this is a playoff team but at the same time baseball isn't played on paper so we'll see um i i do think they'll they'll need to have the development from their young guys in the lineup for them to really you know do anything of note this year otherwise they're gonna lose Otani and have nothing to show for it and they might not have anything to show for it anyways but uh at least they can give it their best effort if they have some of these young guys step up so we you shall think see that Trout will be happy I mean I know he signed the like forever extension to finish his career there but do you think he's gonna be happy if Otani goes and they're just you know mediocre at best for the rest of his career like I cannot imagine a guy as good as him being content with that I can name 450 million. Yeah. That's why I think he'll be okay with it. Yeah. But he, I feel like I he have... could, he could get a huge amount of money from other places. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if, if he became available, the Mets and the, the, the Dodgers and the, you know, the Yankees would pay him a gazillion dollars. I don't know. It's just so weird to me. I find it so, so where I started this discussion on the Angels, Mike Trout being wasted is infuriating. The thought of him staying there his whole career and never, us never getting to see him do what he could do on a real team that that's really trying to compete is it sucks. So I have a bold take. All right. Let's hear Ryan it. had his tonight. I'm going to have mine. I'm going to get mine. I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> so provided that Mike Trout continues to hit the way he does, which I imagine he will, he's not going to be a center fielder for much longer in his career. He'll probably move to a corner and he'll be a more than fine corner outfielder. But provided he continues to hit the way he does, I think Mike Trout gets traded at some point in his Angels career and probably yeah. sooner rather than later. I was that's kind of where I was going with that question. Like, do you think at some point he's going to tell him, like, please trade me? I want no, to- I don't even think it's that it, it might be like a mutual decision, like after like heart to heart with ownership or whatever. But we know the Angels were about to be sold. They got pulled off the market. Uh, I would imagine they're probably going to get sold within the next couple of years at that point if trout is still producing and and healthy enough and he's 31 right now, I believe. So maybe in his 33, 34 years. Yeah. Something a DH at some point. Right. Something like that, which is why it, you know, provided he, he still needs to be hitting well, because you know, that's obviously his future. I I do think a team trades are like, we're a lot of that has to do with the Nats, but it feels like maybe it's just recency bias. We're at a point in baseball where you're seeing these blockbuster trades more and more and, you know, teams are kind of more okay giving up prospects, but also trading away these, you know, superstars to reset. Like 
I'm trying to, th- I, I guess it's kind of like a basketball effect. Like that's really the mm-hmm. only sport I can think of where that it has been common practice to trade away superstars and they're always changing teams. And I don't think baseball will get to the basketball effect where you see superstars changing teams every year. But I do think it, it is becoming more common practice to see these superstars get traded for huge hauls. And I, I think looking at the angels, assuming they don't have a, a miraculous playoff run in the next year or two, I do think they're just going to press full reset because they just, if you haven't been able to do it while having Mike Trout for 10 years, like, I mean, what's to say the next 10 years are going to be different. Um, Not to interrupt you, but Edwin Diaz just obliterated his near ankle celebrating. He's getting carried off the field right now. Did he really? Yeah. The Mets are cursed. Mets going to met. <laughs> Mets going to met. Re- return of our favorite segment. Keeping oh, it for the Mets. <laughs> Put a that real, is real so brutal. The, I do love that segment. We gotta bring that back. Um oh, well, it's back. This is our first keep the <laughs> first <play>. segment <laughs> to the NL East. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always man. like the way Ryan said, keeping up with the <laughs> I missed that one. We definitely need to bring that back. Oh man. But anyways, uh yeah, Angels. That that's my hot take and We'll see. Seems like we have a split decision on the Angels this year, so we'll have to see who uh, who's right, or they're just going to split the middle and like just not be a playoff team and not be bad. So, or they'll we'll win like eighty five games, which is probably the most they've won in several years or anything, something like that. But all right, let's uh, pause for a couple seconds and get a word from our sponsors. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we are back and continuing on with our AL West preview, but I, I do have to mention, um, I just got the tweet notification from Jeff Passan that Edwin Diaz was placed into a wheelchair. <laughs> like, because oh, when the, not, when the, not the, gonna lie, the notification pops up. That's all I saw, and I started laughing. <laughs> it was really, really similar to when Paul Pierce had diarrhea and they had to carry him off the field. <laughs> Like, it looked really, really similar to that. Except... That one always killed me. Like, how do you have <laughs> diarrhea so badly that you need to be carried away? Like, Listen, <laughs> we're not going to judge anyone for their <laughs> like, IBS or like symptoms, okay? This that is... one always just sent me over the edge. I was like, how? Like, how? Hor- I don't know. Like, I guess I'll just count myself lucky that I've never had <laughs> an experience like that. I don't know. I think Ryan. I'm sorry for Edwin Diaz. That's terrible. Ryan, you've needed a wheelchair to go poop before, right? (laughs) In public. (laughs) The great disaster of 07. (laughs) (sighs) We we shall never speak of it again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry for bringing it up. (laughs) (laughs) It happens again. (laughs) Oh, no. Those were dark times. We don't talk about that. It was before the war. Um, Anyways, let's uh, get back on track here. You, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You know, <laughs> you know the Seinfeld episode where Kramer's trying to get Frank the cook 
but he's so traumatized from all the people he got sick in the war and there's like the really dramatic flashback yes i know the one you mean thank you that's what happens to me anytime i see a wheelchair <laughs> oh oh i see that's what happens to Nick anytime he tries to get back on track. And Ryan's just straight up like, no, no, no. We're not going back no, on no, track. No, no, no. I have gonna, something ah, else to say. We're continuing with this <laughs> until I say so. Oh, man. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the uh, Nats go to Anaheim uh, early in the year. They're there April 10th through the 13th. So we will get some West Coast Nats, late night Nats early in the year. And um, hopefully the Angels are healthy. So we'll, I, we won't see it, but we can at least watch. Uh, a good Angels lineup and see our good friend Anthony Rendon. All right, moving on to the next team in the division. That is the Texas Rangers. Uh, you want to s- talk about a team that's really trying to compete. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they've been one of the real catalysts to um, not small market like they're Dallas or Arlington, whatever you, you want to consider them, but the the teams the unexpecting teams spending money i think the rangers had a, a lot to do with that um obviously last year signing seager and Semyon in the same offseason and then this year obviously going to get uh jacob de and bringing him home and they, they've made a lot of solid other supplementary moves as well that i really like you got breakout campaign from uh, nathaniel lowe and uh jonah heim and they have adolis garcia like they have a really interesting team. It's just a matter of can they put it all together? Can their I'll I'll just say this: their rotation could be really, really good. Their rotation could also not exist by May. <laughs> like that's it, what I was gonna say. Degrom is already hurt. Yeah. So I it it's going to be interesting to watch. I at least like that they're trying and. For that fact, I am rooting for them. And plus, it it's going to feel nice to actually be able to root for DeGrom now, um, now that he's not mm-hmm. on the Mets. Uh, but this team is as, as good as they could be, like so many questions. And I, I really hope that they can have at least a, a decent stretch of the year where they are healthy. Um, I went bold, put them in a playoff spot. And that's obviously if things Ooh. all go right, but you know, who knows? Um, I think Corey Seager. Yeah. I think it was, I don't know if it was with Trey. Anyway, I think it was with Trey. Cause we were probably talking about short stops. I think Corey Seager wins an MVP in the next year or two. Um, that was my hot take on, on my last hot take on one of these episodes. Uh, obviously Jacob deGrom. Oh, I actually picked Jacob deGrom to win Cy Young this year. So there you go. There you go. I'm all over the oh, Rangers wow. this year. Um, well, but what I think you... if I can see why you put them in a playoff spot, because if he wins a Cy Young, I think they will be. I just don't think he'll be healthy. No. But anyways, what are you guys thoughts on the Rangers? Um. Okay. Well, I, I do not have them in a playoff spot. I'm thinking like 500. Coward. Probably because I, I don't. Well, I don't think that they're they've made a lot of good moves. I mean, they what was it like $500 million they paid to Seeker and Simeon? Um, it was a lot of money. And then they went out and got DeGrom and uh, like they they're trying and I love it. I have great respect for it. I just, I don't think this is going to be the year where all of those things come together. Um, DeGrom is so, so funny. I almost thought about making DeGrom the dark horse, which seems ridiculous, but it's because his health is so questionable. He's undoubtedly the best pitcher on the planet when he's pitching, but you just cannot count on. I mean, what if they only get, you know, a hundred innings out of him? this year you know what I mean I don't know I I just I can't get behind a team that has to rely so much on 
Jacob deGrom. And uh, so I did not choose him as my dark horse, though. I decided to go with Ivaldi, which I love that signing. I think it was kind of a um, low risk, high reward. It was only two years, um, I think 34 million, which, you know, for starting pitching, that's not a bad price. And if he can be anything like what he was for, um, for the Red Sox for all those years. And it's not that far removed. I mean, he was in the top, I mean, he was in the MVP voting in 2021. He just had an injury filled year last year, you know I mean? So he was one of the top five pitchers in baseball a little over a year ago. So I think that's a great signing. And if that pans out for them and they can keep, you know, even if it's kind of a workload is managed a little bit on DeGrom, if he can stay reasonably healthy, that's their shot. I think they need their rotation to, to be what they're trying to build it up to be. And Ivaldi is, I think, along with DeGrom, the key. Ryan, what do you I agree, Amanda. <laughs> the The Rangers season, it's really, really simple. If they get 500 innings from DeGrom, Heaney, and Ivaldi, they win 90 games. If it's closer to 300, they win 80 games. Those three will decide how the season goes. If those three are healthy, this team is going to be very good. Like I said, they will be closer to 90 games because that's a pretty good one, two, three punch in your rotation. Mm-hmm. Their lineup is pretty good as well. Um, they were 18th in average and 12th in runs last year, 19th in OPS. I think they'll be a little bit better. Seeger and Simeon got off to slow starts last year, getting adjusted to a new league. Stuff like that does take a little bit of time. So I do think that they are going to be a little bit better offensively. It, it's gonna come it's gonna come down to those three. And I hate being boring and picking it, but like the health is dark horse. But if you want to go a real dark horse, I'm going Bubba Thompson. I respect any man with the name Bubba. I'm rooting for you. I hope you turn out to be great. Name Bubba. <laughs> you're destined to do great that's things it. Yeah, that's a, no other reason named bubba you're you're i'm rooting for you i'm with you that's i mean honestly that's that's all a guy needs and then uh oh sorry rest of the rotation i was just thinking about uh prez gray. gray yeah Heaney. who's really... the fifth who's their fifth starter andrew Heaney. Uh, Evaldi. yeah it was Heaney, Evaldi, the brom and gray martin oh, okay. perez yeah. yeah martin perez okay i couldn't remember their fifth one yeah so I'll go Jacob Rum Cy Young because if he's healthy, he's gonna have another sub two ERA and just be absolutely obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm loving that he'll be obnoxious in the AL West. Love it. It's pretty funny that he leaves and then his first starts against the Phillies. The Phillies are still <laughs> tormented by him. That is pretty um, great, actually. Yeah. All right. Uh the Oh, the Nationals will host the Rangers um, for three games, July 7th through the 9th. So right around midseason. So the Rangers will probably be decimated at that point. Um, All right. The last team. I mean, we talk about the Nats because we have to. Not sure we need to talk about the A's. Don't really know what there is to say. You know, all you need to say is that their projected payroll is for this year is twenty five thousand or twenty five million. Twenty five thousand sounds about right. Twenty five million five hundred thousand. Like the, uh, the so naturally, bad. naturally, they're going to have players come out of the woodwork, and they're going to have top prospects that graduate and become like really solid guys that inevitably they'll trade in two to three years. But mm-hmm. it's. I don't really know where to start with this team. Like it, it sucks. 
to me as a Nats fan that this is the team we're compared to. <laughs> like this is the team that we'll be fighting with for the worst record in baseball. <laughs> like that that sucks. <laughs> Cause uh I, to yeah. me it feels it doesn't like doesn't feel good. I don't it like it. It feels like the Nats are so much better than the A's, but it's just like not true. <laughs> so yeah. That's that those are my thoughts on the A's. Uh what do you guys think? I mean, they suck. And uh, the low payroll just pisses me off because you're just you don't care and you're not trying. And it's not fair to your fans. It's why the team is going to end up relocating out of Oakland, because the ownership group is awful. Um, You know, they oh, and by the way, they traded again, as they always do their best player to the Braves. (laughs) I don't know. I hate this team. I just I feel sorry for for their fan base. What remains of it anyway. But you know, out of obligation, I, I picked a dark horse <laughs> for them, which is uh, make sure I'm saying this correctly. Estuary. 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 I, I, yeah, it's yeah. not estuary, but estuary. That's, that's I don't know. how I read it. So Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. I have a degree in geography, so I can't stop saying estuary. But anyway, um, yeah, he just steals a million bases, which I love. I, I find that kind of player to be super fun to watch. He had 85 stolen bases in uh, the minors last year, which is just insane. Um, so they're, you know, hoping that he's going to do that. He uh, he had a really good 2022, and he's just a fun kid to watch. I don't think he's going to, you know, I think of Dark horses. who's going to be the player that makes the team competitive, and I don't think there's anyone who could make this team competitive, but he's the he's the guy I'm most interested to watch. I think that's fair. Ryan, what are your thoughts on the athletics? I mean, <laughs> Oakland deserves better. Mm-hmm. Oakland deserves better. Um, I don't think the ownership group invests in the team until they relocate, which sucks for Oakland fans because they really do deserve better. Like, they pack that place when they're good. And it's just the team sucks. And it's kind of hard to believe in them or even – their farm system and player development because this ownership group absolutely refuses to invest at any level of this team. So it's not really fair to them. And I will not be picking anything just because they're not worth it. <laughs> they don't deserve it. Yeah. Uh, I completely uh, support that decision. Uh, my dark horse for them is the other 29 owners in baseball and whether or not they will approve the relocation to another city. Uh, because that's I think just feel so bad for Oakland man they lost the Raiders they're about to lose the athletics like it is well the Raiders suck that, that was doing them a service um but I know but it sucks to I can't even imagine losing two there's so teams. many other good teams Except in the California just root for one of them instead I know but you can't just change who you root for it sucks <laughs> and as me. somebody who <laughs> Done is it before. a lifelong <laughs> as somebody who's like a lifelong Redskins Washington football excuse team commanders me. fan who has watched excuse you what <laughs> we don't use that word around these parts yeah well I do but anyway um as a fan of this franchise and who has watched an ownership group destroy it and gotten to the point where I won't go to the games or spend any money on the merch and uh it, it's a it's a shitty thing to watch a team you love just go completely down the toilet and then you know, I, I just I feel for their fans. I really, really do. And the fact that they're going to lose their team is. Is I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I just feel awful for them. I think it's bad for baseball. 
this is the kind of stuff that we need a salary floor. That's a much bigger discussion, but there needs to be a salary floor in this league because the fact that owners can do this and then still participate in the profit sharing is such BS. I, hate I mean, it. baseball has like the worst owners of any major sport. So yeah, it is, it is what it is, but I, I do think Ryan had a, had a legitimate point. Like they're not really going to do anything until they relocate. So yeah. And it, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Like they're going to need to just hold out hope until they, to, until they relocate, but at the very least they need to do a stadium. That, that place is a dump. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Oakland, Oakland deserves better, but you know, it is what it is. Um, does Jorge Alfaro have like the best hair in baseball? I mean, yes. he's on the list. <laughs> I mean, I'm I watching him round the bases right now, and it's just like magnificent. It is. It's like, yeah, it's uh, like flowing locks. It looks like like the cover of a romance novel or something with the long hair. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, random thought uh, of the day for, <laughs> for, for Dispatches me. from the random thought universe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am watching it, so I guess it's not too random, but. Yeah, just a random thought. Um, the did Nationals... you see that fantastic bobble situation from uh, the U.S. team there in the field I, a minute ago? I sure <laughs> did, sure did, because I'm, I'm watching. Um, the Nats will host the Athletics in the Toilet Bowl from August 11th through the 13th, so we will see who comes out on top or at the bottom of that series. Uh, you know that that's a race for Such the number. Well, I guess it's not a race for the number one pick since the Nats can't get the number one pick anymore uh, due to the lottery of course it, it coincides with the nats tanking that they changed the rules so yeah that. well i do think it's for the best but it, it yeah it's yeah, annoying that it's it has just, to be right now the timing sucks it's yeah. a good idea but the timing sucks for sure for sure you guys feel like the usa is going to lose i feel like the usa is going to lose feels like a game they lose am i just yeah i'm the eternal pessimist, pessimist so yeah. i'll go with that you are not the are you kidding me compared to me and ryan to my teams, I always expect the worst. So I'm I'm expecting. Plus, I picked them to win the whole thing. So certainly they're going to go out in the first round just to spite me. Well, that's what happened to me. So anyways. Yeah, that did happen to you. Who did you pick, Ryan? Remind me. Uh, I picked Japan. Well. Allegedly. No, I actually did. Allegedly. No, I, I, I don't. I, I think you're right. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I picked Japan. I confuse myself and I think I don't Ryan I don't know if you do too but like we'll text each other who we think is going to win MVP but then we'll pick someone else for like a article on the site and then we'll say something different on the show so I like I, I lose track of my predictions from, from me too to and that sometimes I just like it depends on what kind of a mood I'm in that day like yeah sometimes like, I think it's one thing and sometimes I think it's another legitimately one. is my mood <laughs> like, eh, we'll go this one too. this team sucks today <laughs> Well, if I'm just like salty about something and I'm just, I don't know, sometimes it just changes. Sometimes you're feeling one thing and sometimes you're feeling another. Yep. It happens. It'd be like that sometimes. It do. Um, all right. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, I love the caps, but I wish they would just lose at this point. So they get a better draft pick. They wanted a shootout and I'm like, come on guys. Really? I mean, cap stock on this doing? podcast is like, has always been. I know. Like, come on, really? But like Capstock now and, and this economy on this podcast, I mean, what are you <laughs> doing? 
Yeah, yeah. I almost interrupted the podcast in the middle when they uh, when they went on the shootout, but I decided to wait till the end. That, that's very admire my admirable. restraint, Nick. Yeah, that's very <laughs> admirable of you, Ryan. Any final thoughts? No, um, I'm excited for the rest of the rounds of the World Baseball Classic. And I'm also excited for Cuba to play in Miami. I felt bad that they had to go halfway around the world and play in Taiwan, but. I'm really glad that they get to finally play some games in Miami because oh, that awesome. crowd is going to be very hype, as was the atmosphere tonight for Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, the fans be... in the World Baseball Classic have been better than Major League Baseball fans. Maybe that should be my final thought. Mention like, the, that last The crowds night. have been yep. electric. Amanda, that's a great point because culture around baseball is so much better in every single country besides America. Yeah, people, the fans here are boring in comparison. Old white men have ruined it. (laughs) Well, I have loved watching it just to see how insane the crowds are and how hyped up they get. I mean, and for some of these, you know, this is a much, for countries that don't have a major league league, you know, that the kind of thing that we have here that we get to watch all the time and we take for granted. I think this is a much bigger deal for most of those countries than it is for America, which is kind of ironic given that we are, you know, the place where all the best players in the world come to play. But uh, it's been awesome. And uh, it makes me feel like the rest of us fans here in the U.S. need to step up our game. The World Baseball Classic is just so awesome. And this is going to sound like a dumb comment on the surface, but like I know we have all-star games, but just seeing this crop of players like come together and be on the same team like i just there's a mound visit and i just saw like trey turner next to nolan arenado i'm just like Mm -hmm. bro like this is awesome (laughs) granted they're they're about to lose the bases are loaded right now and you have freaking merrill kelly on the mound but anyways like just seeing seeing them come together is like awesome something happens within javi baez and Francisco yeah. <laughs> Lindor, as soon as those jerseys come on, both of them turn into Hall of Famers. It's so funny. <laughs> it is fantastic. Although I wish some of the American pitchers who were worth a damn had decided to join the American team. That would have been good. Yeah, but no, to, to Ryan's point, like these players, obviously, like I'm not, you know, saying anything new here, but they still have such an affinity for the country and they like representing your country means something. And you have like the Olympics or a lot of other sports, but like baseball has such a eclectic uh, group of players from different, you know, nationalities that like the world baseball classic is so, you know, vital to the sport. And I almost wish like I get once every four years and it's been longer because of COVID this year um, or like this time, but it, like I almost want it like every single year. I would like, watch it's this so, every year. It's so vital it. to to the sport and you know to your guys' points. Like the, the atmosphere has been electric. Like you can just feel it, and you know it feels like playoff it. baseball, which is awesome. And I do wish that it weren't at this but time. Better. Like yeah, it's I don't better. I don't like it to be in spring training. I don't even know what would be a better time, but like these guys aren't even like warmed. I'd love to see it maybe after the season when. So I, I, yeah, I talked about this with Ryan and I ultimately ended up agreeing with him. Like, I I don't think after the season would be the answer just because like guys are fresh off throwing 200 innings and they were like, really need to rest. And you know, the playoff teams usually have like some of the best pitchers. So like you wouldn't, that wouldn't be a solution to, you know, get better pitching. The thing I wish the MLB did is kind of, acknowledge it a little bit more and just like delay the start of the season by two weeks because like the whole tournament lasts like three weeks or whatever 
Mm-hmm. Um, like you can delay the start of the season two weeks and not really have it affect too much. Obviously, there's you know all the logistical side, but like you could do it if you really wanted to. Yeah. So um that yeah. I just wish they just push back the season and then you probably get some other guys who are like, Yeah, I'll I'll go, you know, represent my country and you know, represent a little bit more than Ooh, uh, they got out of the bases loaded jam. Unreal. Unreal. Uh my final thought. So Bally Sports, who's a you know, network, I think they have like 14 MLB teams, like we have Mass and Valley sports is the, the representative for a lot of different teams. They've gone bankrupt and like, that's, you know, a shame, but they'll continue to distribute games. My like final thought MLB said they would step in and, and distribute those games, basically just admitting that they can get rid of blackouts and distribute games locally whenever they want. So kind of bullshit, so, but I hope that this will, I hope that this will maybe um, hasten the end of the whole regional sports network model that we're in right now are any of them doing well outside of like the yes network i don't think so i really don't i don't think any of them are doing especially well i mean masson is circling the drain obviously and uh you know now valley sports is down that's 15 teams that's half of baseball (laughs) right now that doesn't have a functioning you know rsn so i don't know I, i would love to see it if they just like decided to bag the whole idea and just stream like they should have done years ago yeah so uh, I just had to mention that it's just like uh, we always knew they could if they really wanted to. They just didn't want to. The, yeah. the sport pisses That's me It's so sometimes. irritating to have it demonstrated to you that they could have done it anytime they wanted and they just didn't. Yeah. Also, yeah. the final, final thought, Kate Cavalli <laughs> injured. Uh, oh. I hate to end on a, on a down note, but it could be significant. We don't want to speculate any or anything like that, but it was very reminiscent of the first Steven Strasburg injury way back in what 2011 is that when it was against 10, Cleveland? 11 yeah yeah uh, something like that so yeah we definitely don't want to speculate but it just did not look good and not that you know it feels like we it don't need that like right UCL. now I don't want to yeah, say we, it but it feels we, like a UCL we do not need that right now so hoping it's something minor but also kind of expecting the worst for Kate unfortunately so we shall see. It, it's draft season, ladies and gentlemen. We're focused on the MLB draft. <laughs> it's always draft season around here right now. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, that does it for this episode. Next week, we will be tackling the NL West as we circle back through the NL and uh, finish up with the NL East and obviously talk more Nats uh, coverage and their season. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be like the, the most joyous episode we ever have <laughs> full mm-hmm. of optimism and hope. Um, but anyways, you can follow us on Twitter, Ryan at we are all Shaq, Amanda at a white seven, eight, seven, seven, and myself at the coach moose in the show at half street high heat. Be sure to check out half Monty and the crew pumping out articles basically every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. Uh, nationals, college baseball, and just general MLB and everything in between. Uh, they got you covered. Be sure to check out Half Street High Heat on YouTube. Trey with his amazing videos uh, multiple times a week as well. So be sure to go over to YouTube and subscribe and check out District on Deck as well. We are publishing uh, articles over there every single day. So plenty of content coming at you right now as we wind down spring training, obviously with the World Baseball Classic going on and approach the season just in what, two weeks? 
uh, two Oof. weeks or so. Coming up so, on us. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. So be sure to get plugged in, get back into baseball mode, as you should be already with the World Baseball Classic going on, but back into Nationals mode, at least, as we uh, gear for the season. All right, that does it for this episode. Be sure to check us out basically everywhere. We're everywhere now. Uh, be sure to check us out. In the meantime, let's go Nats. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the calls has passed the wall to see you later. Dawn, well, you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book Let's go Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.